Welcome to Voyage of Discovery. I'm your host, Mary Osborne, the museum specialist at the Stewart House, the birthplace of Kappa Kappa Gamma. This month, we continue with our series of special guests. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Karen Nichols and Elizabeth Smith, Kappa's ambassadors for the Mini Stewart Van. So welcome. Um, I'm so excited to have you on the show. So why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourselves? Well, thanks for having us. Um, I'll go first. My name is Karen Nichols, and I am a Kappa from the Zeta Mu chapter at Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. And I graduated in the mid-1990s. Uh, I've lived in the Charlotte area for the last 20 years, and I've been married to my wonderful husband, Anthony, for 14 years. Hi, and my name is Elizabeth Smith. Um, I'm actually a Kappa from the Alpha Deuteron chapter, so at Monmouth College. Um, I'm originally from the Chicago suburbs, but I just recently moved to Michigan. Um, it's really fun because my mother is also a Kappa, so we are able to have that relationship with each other. And I'm a recent graduate from Monmouth College. I graduated in 2019. Uh, and I should point out that Elizabeth was my intern for a semester at uh, the Stewart House. So she, she knows the lay of the land here. All right, so I just wanna talk to you a little bit about your experience as ambassadors. Of course, unfortunately, your, your journey was cut short due to the pandemic. And I've had the, the privilege of keeping the van safe uh, here at the Stewart House since March. So why don't you tell me about the title of Vambassador? Who, who came up with that? Well, our supervisor, Kylie Smith, um, came up with that title, and um, she's the archivist for Kappa Kappa Gamma, and I just think it's the perfect description. It, you know, we're ambassadors for Kappa while driving the Mini Stewart vans. It's perfect. And Kylie actually gave us the opportunity to try and, you know, really pick a title with this, but with the job, there's so many things involved with it. You know, you are, you know, doing programming, you're traveling all over, you know, you are that ambassador for headquarters and you're also, you know, representing your own chapter and just kind of going out and doing so many different things. So we did get the opportunity to really think about a title that could wrap that all in one. And I personally could not think of anything, but I think the title that Kylie came up with was absolutely perfect. It's so fun and creative and encompasses your your job so much better than just van driver because <laughs> you do yes. something more than that what has being a van ambassador meant to you i would say being a van ambassador has meant being a representation of cap kappa gamma especially from the headquarters division um and just really knowing so much about kappa history and be able to answer so many different questions um, which I absolutely love. I love history, and especially Catholic history. And I also just love being able to meet all different members from different areas, you know, different parts of the country, and also telling people that are non-members about our fraternity history as well. Yes, and for me, it just felt like an honorary position, you know, to be one of two chosen um, to be able to do this experience. It was just wonderful. Right, so knowing history or being familiar with campus history is such a big part of your position so how much of campus history did you already know when you began the position and what did you have to learn well for me as you stated earlier i was your intern so i got to do a lot of really fun learning about the stewart house which i loved that was so fun you know i got to read you know the old 
uh, layout of the house and help kind of, you know, look at different artifacts, which is wonderful. And being from the Alpha Deuteron chapter, you know, our chapter is really kind of pushes a lot of the history on you, which I think is awesome because um, you are able to really know and really think about the founders and the establishment of Kappa while you're on the campus. But also I studied history um, when I was at school and undergrad, it was a minor of mine. So I just always found history very interesting and just felt really connected. So I did kind of personally like to go out and try and discover different um, parts of Kappa history, whether it was a famous Kappa or, you know, just something that happened important in Kappa history. Um, different initiatives that we did. And for me, um, it, we did have a good education chair when I was an active, and I do remember learning a lot about the founders and whatnot, but uh, that was about 25 years ago for me, so um, there was quite a bit of brushing up for me to do, but it was fun to relearn everything, and you know, now everything is really dynamic with digitized materials and virtual reality. So that, you know, brought a new perspective. Were there any books or other resources that, that you looked at, Karen, in particular, like the digital archives or some other types of resources? Yes. Uh, I mean, the digital archives, um, you can get lost in there for hours or days. <laughs> There's so much in there. And then when we were, um, doing our training at headquarters, uh, Kylie gave me, um, well, gave us both a couple of books to look at while we were there for about two weeks, so. Um, was one of those books Bound by a Mighty Vow by Diana Turk? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. That's interesting. That was one book that Ask Toritos suggested resource. So kind of shifting um, directions here a little bit, what was it like to work together? Because neither of you knew each other before you started in your positions with Kappa. So um, what was it like to work together? And then did you have to set any ground rules while you were on the road? You know, the driver always gets to pick the music is the first ground rule. <laughs> but I think um, early on, we just fell into this rhythm of, you know, alternating driving, alternating, lugging the gear. We did try really hard to be considerate and give each other privacy when possible because we were together the entire time, um, you know, driving and at the events and in the hotel and everything. And so I think we kind of just fell into a, a really good rhythm. Well, I definitely have to say, um, you know, being kind of thrown into this position, um, we did get to learn a lot about each other <laughs> throughout our time in the van and just kind of, um, you know, staying in hotels together, being at the same location for a program, uh, traveling together. We learned a lot about each other and just talked a lot. And, you know, like Karen said, we were able to find that happy medium of being able to really be able to talk, but then also being able to give each other privacy and being able to um, have some time to ourselves. Because, you know, being around another person can, you know, kind of get tiring because in this situation, we were driving together, working together and living together. So it was a lot, but we found that happy medium. In your position with having to meet with people, um, regularly and just kind of being out there in the public, how would you say that you complement each other? Well, I think we made a good team. So we are obviously from two different generations. And so right away, we split up the, um, the outreach to the groups. So I worked with the alumni groups and Elizabeth worked with um, booking events with the chapters. And then um, like she would uh, set up and take down the interior of the van and I would do the outside. I was the morning person, she was the night person. And so it's like we were just 
opposite enough uh, for it to work well. And one thing I definitely noticed um, when we first met each other, which was at headquarters, I noticed that I was kind of like a big ideas person and Karen was a really big doer. So it really complemented each other really well, being able to really do that. And just also getting ideas from a different standpoint, you know, and like Karen said, also taking the van down, we were able to find ways that it worked best. And we did get into our rhythm of being able to load the van up and also unload it at each visit. And we were able to do it sometimes record time when we were able to really get into it. I have to say um, from personal experience on the day the van was delivered to to the Stewart house it was this wet slightly snowy day in March and I had to unload a lot of things from the van and I gained a new respect for everything <laughs> that you do. So the pandemic aside what was the most challenging part of working on the road? Um, I would definitely say the biggest part that was most challenging was definitely being away from family and friends. Of course, we get to go home, we get our little breaks, you know, over Thanksgiving, Christmas, but, you know, certain things, as fun things happen, and you just really want to be able to share that with your family and friends. Communicating with one another, um, you know, making sure that we were able to talk to each other a lot um, was really great that we were able to find that as well. And then also, you know, working, driving, and living with another person constantly can be a little rough sometimes because you just feel like you do need your space. But I would definitely say the hardest part was being somewhere really fun and having a great experience and not being able to share that with family and friends. And I would, I mean, I agree with that as well, definitely. Um, but we, one thing I don't know that people realize is we were just constantly on the go and constantly working. Um, we were doing all of the planning and scheduling from the road. We were booking dates, sending hot confirmations, promoting on social media. It's like a typical day we would wake up, drive, host the event drive some more, check into the hotel, and then start on our office work at like eight o'clock at night. And we did that five days a week. So it, it was a lot of juggling. Those are some long hours. I, I mean, as a morning person, I just thought of, of working, you know, late into the evening, just, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, I would adapt to it, I'm sure. So I was following the van's social media accounts, so I know you had some pretty incredible stops along the way. What was your, your favorite stop? Uh, as far as like a sightseeing stop, um, it's really hard to choose a favorite. I mean, we did so many cool things. We really made the most of um, being out there. You know, we went to national parks and concerts and we we went to show tapings in los angeles we went to little off the wall places and hole in the wall places but i guess personally for me if i had to pick one um, thing that i'm just really glad that we made time for um, it was when we went to uh, white sands national monument and carlsbad caverns in new mexico because i had actually lived in new mexico for five years when i was a kid and even we never went there as a family. And so, you know, I finally got to see them all these years later. And I'm, I'm glad that we made time to do that. For me, there are just so many different stops. It's really hard to choose one because I just feel like it has, everything has its own category. But one that really stood out to me that I was so glad that we were able to go to was the world's largest ball of twine. 
I've been laying together for so long and it was just something that was really quirky and just fun and I absolutely loved it. I bought a t-shirt and postcards and we even got to add twine to the ball. So that was so much fun. And I think we even got pictures with like Minnie in it. But I just remember it was a really cold day. It was super, super windy, but we still made the journey out to the middle of Kansas to go see the world's largest ball of twine. Awesome. Did you say that you had, you had a picture of Minnie? Did you have like a, like a flat Minnie? Um, we don't have a flat mini, so I think we just took a picture of mini in front of the world's largest ball of twine because you can pull up kind of close to it. Okay. So I think we got a picture of that, and that was fun. Okay, that's neat. Um, turning our attention to the van itself, what was your favorite part of the mobile museum? I would definitely have to say just being able to be a part of the 150th anniversary of Kappa Kappa Gamma was wonderful. Um, that was just such a great thing because um, we also have time capsule cards, which was also really fun and that every person that would come visit, they could fill out a card of what they think Kappa is right now in 2020 and then what they think Kappa will be in 50 years from now. So it was really cool that we'll be able to look at those in 50 years and hopefully I'm still here and can help unveil those time capsule cards and talk about my experience with the Mini Stewart van would be wonderful. And I think just being able to answer everyone's questions about Kappa history or about Kappa in general, because I know a lot of people have just some really strange questions regarding something that they just are too shy to ask sometimes or just think like, oh, well, this just popped into my head. Um, so it was really fun just kind of getting to answer people's questions and in my case, tell them all about Monmouth College. So visitors actually really liked the virtual reality, um, which was like a five-minute video about the founding of Monmouth. And, and so that, you know, is the new technology. And so that was definitely the most uh, popular part. But for me, I really did like the digital archives that we mentioned earlier. It's, it's not necessarily like the flashy thing or whatever. Um, but what was neat about it for me is when somebody would look up either you know, a long lost friend or a family member that they thought was a Kappa, but they weren't quite sure, like a great grandmother or something. And they would find something in there, like a picture they had never seen of their grandmother when she was in college. It was just the neatest thing to see their reaction. So anytime um, one of our visitors was a legacy, I always tried to direct them to um, the digital archives to do some digging. I think when when people can make those personal connections with historical artifacts or records, that goes a long way to making you know history relevant for them so that they, they see the value in it. Tell me about a visit, I'm speaking of, of campus visits here, that, that really impressed you. Well, I have um, three that stand out in my mind. Um, the University of Oregon, which is the Beta Omega chapter, was my favorite visit. They were ready for us. They were waiting outside. They had appetizers prepared. They sent us away with to-go boxes of food. They were enthusiastic. They gave us a tour of the house. Their house mom knew what was going on, and she had actually invited the Pi Fi house mom over, and it was just a really fun environment. And then um, Kansas State, the Gamma Alpha Cluster was another really great visit. Same thing with enthusiasm and um, preparation. And then um, Butler, the Mu chapter, was also a really great visit.
I would have to agree with Karen um, about Kansas State. That is a chapter that just really stood out to me. When we arrived, girls were there to help us unpack, even though it was like snowing and super cold and icy. They were so nice to help us carry things into the house because um, we did hold that event in the house just because it was so cold. But we had almost all the chapter attend, and that was just awesome to see that they were so interested in Kappa history and we also had some alums just come and check it out which was great as well. Uh, the house mom checked it out, some of the cooks came to see it, they were all really interested and they were just very welcoming and kind. There was also a house that I can't remember which chapter it was but there was a house when we got a tour of it they had every room named after something kind of like Kappa themed. So one room was the mini Stuart room, the golden key room, the Stuart house, the owl nest, Monmouth. I thought that was so fun and super cute idea, very creative. But I also really liked the Butler chapter as well. They were very sweet, very kind. They were all very interested about the history. And unfortunately, I was not at the University of Oregon just because I was actually taking vacation time to visit a friend. So I can't speak on that, but definitely a lot of great chapters out there. What's the best feedback or compliment you received while on the road? I would say probably one of the more funniest comments we've gotten is people have mistaken us for a shuttle, um, like an airport <laughs> shuttle for a hotel, and have actually tried to kind of like almost get into it. And we don't even have any seats in the back, so we can't even take people anywhere. So that was interesting. Um, we've also been mistaken for like a medical van, you know, traveling nurses and doctors and yeah, I know CPR, no first aid, but I am not a doctor. <laughs> but that was definitely one of the funniest things, people thinking that we were an uh, airport shuttle. Yes, we definitely attracted a lot of attention. And, um, you know, there was always a fun conversation in an elevator or a hotel lobby with people, you know, that weren't even Kappas that knew immediately that we were with the van and they wanted to just hear about our experience. And then when they found out, how long we were planning to travel, you know, they were just really enthusiastic for us. And so that was fun. Yeah, well, what great, what great publicity for Kappa. And also, I think that really speaks to your, um, your role as an ambassador, you know, meeting people that probably would never have heard of Kappa before. What surprised you most about the, this experience? This is kind of silly, but we had a lot of dads come up to us and say, my daughter's a Kappa. And so they, you know, recognized it um, right away, just the, the letters or whatever. And so that was neat because they kind of uh, were able to realize that it's not just their daughter's school, but it's a, you know, a large nationwide organization that she's now part of. And so, I mean, I can't count how many dads came up to us, dozens. <laughs> so that was kind of surprising. And um, for me, it was definitely really interesting seeing how many kind of Kappas almost kind of came out of the woodwork. There were Kappas that weren't part of an alum association or were just happened to be in the area for work and somehow found out about the van being here and just kind of showed up and were able to help be involved in the 150th anniversary. So just being able to meet more people and, you know, meeting very dedicated Kappas as well, because there are so many volunteers that have been wonderful advisors and 
just helping volunteer in the community that has been so wonderful, but definitely meeting a lot of people was great. I just remember one specific time, I believe we were at, I think we were down in Missouri, there was a Kappa that was just walking her dog like down the street and she's just like, oh, I'm a Kappa. And I'm like, oh, hi, <laughs> welcome. Um, so that was just something that was really fun. And there's another time where a Kappa like was driving past the house that we were at doing an event and she was going to drop her son off at a sports practice and she came back and it's like, oh, I'm a Kappa. What's going on here? Like, oh, interesting. Oh yeah, I'd love to join the alum association. So it was just really great to see Kappas really getting involved with the alum association and also kind of coming back to Kappa because, you know, it's not four years that is for life. In the short time that you were on the road, how has that experience changed you? I feel like now I'm a lot more um, adventurous. I was very adventurous before, um, much more in international travel. I hadn't really experienced going around the U.S., especially on a road trip. So that was a really fun experience, but I feel like I'm also able to drive in any weather, any type of road, any type of traffic. Uh, able to parallel park in a giant van. So just really kind of, you know, going out of your own comfort zone for that, especially that traffic in Houston. That was very interesting. Going down country roads where it seems like you're going off to nowhere. So just really able to be a little more confident behind the wheel for sure. Yeah, Elizabeth was the boss when it came to parallel parking. I, sometimes I would just jump out and we'd switch real quick. Like, I can't do this. You, can you please do this? So. Oh, that was awesome. But I would say um, that this experience, it kind of just rejuvenated my love for Kappa. I mean, of course, I always have loved Kappa, but once you graduate college, you know, you get so busy with life, working and family and everything um, that it's easy to kind of get away from it. And so um, being able to see all the different chapters and the different uh, alumni and just see that there is that common bond. You know, we stayed in people's houses um, that were Catholics we had never met before. And, you know, they only opened that, their homes up to us because we were Catholics. So, um, and it also helped me to see how important women, women's organizations are even today when there's so many more opportunities open to us than back in 1870 and just how important um, the role of women's organizations are. What will you miss about being a ambassador? Well, I um, really miss not getting to complete the full tour. Um, we would have visited pretty much all of the 145 chapters. We had it planned down to like the nth degree. And, you know, we didn't even make it to the East Coast. And that's where most of my, I've lived on the East Coast my whole life. And so that's where most of my friends are and family. So I didn't even get to um, catch up with them like I would have liked. So um, just with, you know, it was kind of sad that we had finally built up all this momentum and then COVID squashed it all. Yeah, I would have to agree with Karen. Definitely wanting to finish the tour would be fantastic. But obviously COVID decided to, you know, hit and it was really unfortunate. And just getting the phone call of saying, you know, how soon can you get home? And what are we going to do with the van? Where's the van going to go? Okay, so we have to contact all these people. 
but I definitely miss the traveling. I am a big travel bug. I always have been. Um, and I just want to explore more that our country has to offer because I didn't realize that it is so different. How the East Coast versus the West Coast and, you know, the Southwest, the Pacific Northwest, you know, just so many different areas are so different and have so many different amazing things to offer. If you were to write a book about your experience, what would the title be? It would probably be something like, you're a shuttle bus, right? <laughs> Probably just because we were mistaken for it several times, um, but it'd probably be something along that, you know, and then obviously below say something like journeys on the road as a Kappa Kappa Gamma or just something along those lines. Yeah, mine would probably be like five months on the road or, or something like that, just because it, it encapsulates so much. So I know that even though the van is grounded, you two are working on some virtual programming for the sesquicentennial. Is there anything that you would like to promote before we sign off? Yes, so thank you for that opportunity. We are doing virtual programming um, now through October 23rd, and we have um, about five different styles of events that we can present to a group. Um, and so we are in the process of booking those now and developing the content. Um, so if someone is interested, they can email us at um, knichols at kkg.org or smith at kkg.org. And it's really great that we are able to offer this through Zoom virtually or being able to try to connect with the chapters and with the alum associations to continue this. And it's an exciting opportunity. It is 150 years. It is something to really celebrate and just being able to connect with people still. So um, definitely encourage people to try and check it out and organize something and contact us because this is only going to be offered till about the end of October, you know, middle of October, because our Founders Day is October 13th. So we want to be able to reach out to as many people as we can. Well, thank you both very much for taking time out of your schedules to join me on the podcast. That's all the time we have for today. Join me next month for the conclusion of Voyage of Discovery. We'll hear from Denise Rugani, the Ritual and History Director for Kappa Kappa Gamma. I'm Mary Osborne for Voyage of Discovery. Voyage of Discovery is recorded at the Stewart House, an educational outreach program of the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. To learn more about the museum, visit the Foundation's page on kappa.org. Like us on Facebook and follow Stewart House 1865 on Instagram. Thanks for listening.